satisfy some status quo. To offer my patients all that's in me, I've pushed the envelope of what a physician can be. Along with my conventional training, I'm also an intuitive, descended from a long line of intuitives, my grandmother, mother, and aunts, including Aunt Bertha, the tarot-toting undertaker. In energy psychiatry, I integrate nonlinear messages from images, knowings, and interpretations of energy fields to help my patients, a potent alchemy that strengthens my practice of medicine. I've described my struggle to blend intuition with the academic world of science in my books Dr. Judith Orloff's Guide to Intuitive Healing and Second Sight. What I do isn't just a job. It's my life's passion. I consider sessions with patients sacred time. For 50 minutes, each one becomes my world. My attention is total. I listen to what they say and what they don't say. It's exhilarating to track my patients with both intellect and intuition, to function as a finely tuned instrument, a medium offering surprise prescriptions to what often seems unsolvable. The problem is... We physicians aren't taught the full story about energy in medical school. I've always been incorrigibly curious with a rebellious streak, and I have no qualms rejecting what doesn't ring true. Like my female predecessors, I shot out of the womb stubborn and strong. No wonder that as a medical student the conventional dull take on energy never jibed for me. Professors who looked bored themselves taught us that energy was like gasoline. We fuel up with a healthy diet, sleep, and exercise, then set out to face the world. Even these basics were mentioned only as a tag-on to the hardcore sciences. Our energy level is gauged by how much we accomplish. When our tanks are low, we just refuel. As deeply grateful as I am for my medical education, I consider it mystery school training, I've come to realize that this traditional model of energy is stuck in the Dark Ages. It grasps energy only in its crudest form. To plug into a far vaster source, we must also draw on the dormant, subtler energies that lie beneath. In most people, they remain only potential. We need to retool the medical school curriculum to teach people how to sense and access the full range of their energy reserves, it's not enough to teach someone how to eat healthfully if you don't also teach them how to select foods that offer them specific energetic boosts. What good does it do to tell someone to get more sleep if you haven't shown them how to relax? This is why traditional advice about energy doesn't work. It's not your fault if you follow doctor's orders and still feel drained. You just need a more complete prescription. I'll give it to you here. This book is a call to activism, an imperative to claim your vitality using the methods of energy psychiatry I'll share. It's dedicated to people under stress who may have low energy or only so much to give. You'll find it pivotal if you're a workaholic, if you have a job that devours every last minute, or if you're a parent balancing family and career. You'll sigh with relief, suddenly finding answers to psychosomatic symptoms such as chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, depression, and anxiety. The book is also for those inundated by the upheaval of our times, 
struggling to keep themselves together. You'll learn ways to protect yourself from people who drain your energy, and also how to counter feelings of helplessness or doom about societal tumult. Further, you'll benefit if you feel good but want to feel better. All of us can soar with higher energy. We live in a world of violence, selfishness, an erratic economy, and scary diseases, as well as a world of love, miracles, and healing. All this affects our energy, while our own energy affects people around us. We are part of great swirling invisible energy fields, positive and negative, that shape personal and planetary health. I'll teach you the formula for expanding energy, how to build the positive and turn negativity around, a requisite for peace of mind and survival. In the words of Helen Keller, to keep our faces toward change and behave like free spirits in the presence of fate is strength undefeatable. This book is your guide to this unseen realm. It will give you a new mastery of your energy so you'll understand where it goes and how to recoup it. We all know that energy comes from diet, sleep, and exercise, but we're also influenced by an extensive network of energy fields undetectable to our five senses. Think of gravity, the force of attraction to the Earth's center which holds us to the ground. Or magnetic fields. You remember those metal filings mysteriously drawn toward the magnet in grammar school science class. Similarly, there's an energy field, or vibe, emanating from everything we encounter, from food to friends, to current events. Our response to these vibes is manifested in our energy level. What we usually think of in physical, emotional, and sexual terms, using words like my heart's racing, I'm afraid, or I'm aroused, are different expressions of subtle energy. If you're a particularly sensitive person who frequently feels drained or exhausted, this information can make the difference between an exuberant life and one you're constantly recovering from. This book gives you tools from energy psychiatry to access this unseen realm. Energy isn't some vague phenomenon. I'll show you how to break it down and make it work for you. To begin, envision energy as conveying two qualities, either positive or negative. You must become acquainted with each to take charge of your health and moods. You'll learn how to harness the power of positive energy, loving and nurturing forces from within, such as compassion, courage, forgiveness, and faith. Being the best people we're capable of being brings wholeness to a broken world. Or from without, supportive friends, creative work, the ability to laugh, or vibrant sexuality. Positive energy comes from an honoring of the earth and all its creatures, a deep capacity for tolerance, as well as the passion to achieve a peaceful civilization. These are as central to our sustenance as food or oxygen. You'll hone skills to combat and reverse negative energy, which enfeebles us, causing dis-ease. Negative energy keeps us small, unhealthy. It alienates us from our best selves. We may generate it with our own fear, self-loathing, rage, or shame, an emotional terrorism we inflict on ourselves without realizing the toll. 
Unless we're committed to identifying and healing such negative forces, they will enervate us. Worse, they'll inevitably get acted out in social and political spheres, wreaking destruction. The stakes keep getting higher. We as a nation have no choice but to deal with negative energies. International terrorism, a virus in the human community, says a Navy friend who coordinated special ops in Afghanistan. Racism, global pollution, and denigration of women. Or take our daily lives, toxic people, traffic, sexual harassment in the workplace, and techno-despair are as insidious as second-hand smoke. We must each pinpoint what zaps us, large and minute. The causes may differ. For example, in O Magazine, Oprah Winfrey said, Television has its own energy field. It's sending energy, but it's also taking energy. So I read... Similarly, you need to pinpoint and eliminate influences that diminish you. Or, if you can't avoid them, discover how to both protect yourself and transmute them. For every luminous moment, there's always some outer or inner force ready to bring us down. When you embrace the positive and say no to the negative, high energy and optimism become a choice. I understand how brutally difficult honoring your energy can be without a conscious strategy. For years, I'd vacillate between intense weeks of speaking tours from Manhattan to Montana to bouts of exhaustion at home. I know too well what it's like to drag home zombie-like after a long day and collapse on my bed, leaden. Exhausted, I couldn't decline.